Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. Like the first time I, I saw your photography was when you did that uh video for Fujifilm. And oh. yeah, you did this uh great little presentation on the not not a presentation, but this little uh video on the XS20, and yes. you were photographing your family, and it was just really nice. It was thank you. Your your photography just popped. It was beautiful. I appreciate it, that. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, like the one thing that I love about Fujifilm, I mean, there are many things I love about Fujifilm. Yes. The color science, oh, is yes. just crazy awesome. And, and 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 I just had to reach out to you. By the way, everybody, <laughs> I, I I didn't mention it earlier, but I am talking to Marissa Kraft. She is a very talented family documentary portrait photographer uh she is very good at her craft capturing the the amazing tender moments of family life and it is awesome to have you on the show well thanks so much i'm happy to be here awesome so Sharing i fuji and then some <laughs> yeah um so i i gotta say the the other thing that really intrigued me when we were communicating back and forth on finally settling on a, a time to chat is that you're the first photographer that I know the professional photographer that I know that doesn't have a website. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't I gotta know yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, my maybe a little unique in that I started photography to capture my family. So that's yep. always been my driving force. So it's when I had my first child, she's nine years old now. And I've always been interested in photography, but it was then that I felt more the sense of urgency because you know how babies grow up so quickly. Oh my and God, yes. I, <laughs> yeah, I could just, I could just see that I didn't, I wasn't creating the, the types of pictures that I wanted to. And that time was moving quickly. So I taught myself and I just worked really hard at it. And ever since then, that's that's what I do. My photography is a really selfish thing. And I have kept it for myself, for my family, for things that I'm passionate about. And I have not turned it into a business. I have really? taken a few sessions every now and then, yep. um, but I turn the vast majority down. Okay. Uh, so... I'm curious how how Fujifilm uh, reached out to you um, because you have a very impressive Instagram uh, gallery, and if you want to share that, I'd love to have everybody yeah, follow along. Uh, so, uh, what 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 is your Instagram? Uh, My handle is at Marissa and Marissa is M A R I S A. 
K-R-A-F-T. Awesome. And mm-hmm. yeah, I highly recommend everybody check it out. It is you you have a beautiful family and, and you capture everything. It just looks so effortless. You make it look so easy. <laughs> Thank you. I think that it's I, I think it's because I've kept it selfish. So it's remained something that I've that I've loved. I've never I've never had to take a photograph for any reason other than I want to. And it's something that I want to preserve for my family. And you had asked about the way that Fuji had found me. They found me through Instagram and they followed me. And then um, when this product launch was about to happen, they they reached out to me um, by phone and asked if this is something that I'd be interested in, in showing how this camera could work for somebody that has the same type of passion that I do in documenting the candid moments of their family and their children. Wow. So what you, you say you taught yourself uh photography uh prior to the communication what camera system were you using prior to fujifilm uh back then i was using nikon and the reason why i had chosen Good nikon is, yeah yeah the i had hired a photographer um to do a few sessions capturing myself my husband and then once i did have my first child um family sessions and I was just really interested in what she was doing and what she was using. So after each session, we would chat a little bit. And I ended up um, just hiring her to do a few tutoring lessons. So after each, yeah, after each um, time that she would come to our house, I would ask her to show me something on there. And that was why I ultimately invested in Nikon because she shot with Nikon. So I figured that if I had questions, I could go to her and um ask ask away and it would be yeah. somebody that I trust. So that's that was my jumping off point. And now that you've uh used the and so the XS20 was your first camera, Fujifilm camera? No, no, no. I got into Fuji in 2018 it was. And I was I was happily shooting with my Nikon cameras and um absolutely loved it. I had the DSLR systems. And at that point, I went to a photography conference. It was um, ClickAway through the ClickPro group. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a really great conference. They have a lot of vendor participation there um, in that the vendors bring their cameras, their lenses, and you can rent anything that you want to for free. So at that point, I had finally met a friend that I knew from Instagram. Um, just through Instagram, I met her in real life for the first time. And she loved Fujifilm. So she had purchased one of the cameras and used it for travel. And that was what I was looking for, was just something smaller, more compact um, for use, especially when traveling to big cities. So I didn't have to carry so much with me. So she got me interested and I thought, okay, I'll just rent one of these because why not? And I used it for a couple of days at the conference and I ended up immediately ordering it before I even left the conference. Hey, what and was the camera I, that you used? Yeah, yeah, that was my Fuji X-T3 and it is sitting here next to me right now. Nice. It is joined by its friends, the X-T4 and the X-T5 because I have... <laughs> I have <laughs> you know what? I have all three as well. I, I, I love them and I love them all for different reasons. I also have an X-T1 and... Oh. 
my XT2, I would have had the whole set, but uh, I, I, I sold my XT2 to a buddy of mine who okay. uh, would use it far more than I would. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I should mention, I've got one more friend over here, the X100F. So um, to be fair, I should I should back up my story for a second. I did have that one um, before I bought that X-T3, I'm remembering right now. And I had used that primarily for underwater photography because I had the, the, the housing for it. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, so I've used it for just um, like going swimming in the ocean and those sorts of things. But I never really um, jumped in with that camera and used it exclusively just because it's got the fixed lens. Yeah. And the focal length is not one that's my ultimate favorite. So I think that's why I didn't make the dive into that. But as soon as I got that X-T3, I made the pact with myself that when it arrived in the mail, I would use that camera exclusively. So I was going to set my Nikon on the shelf and just let it be for about a month so that I could really immerse myself in the new system and feel like I could handle both of the cameras. Um, what ended up happening is I never picked up my Nikon again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lovely paperweight now. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is sold. It has been sold and it is given funds to get that whole lineup of the Fujifilm lenses. Nice. Uh, so I got to ask, what was the first lens that you bought for the uh, X-T3? And... It was the 18 millimeter F2. Oh, that's a good choice. And it's still sitting on there right now. 18 is by far my favorite, but now I've invested in the newer version with the 1.4. That's such a great lens. I love it. I love it. I love it. I use it for almost everything. I use that for my wedding photography. I have the 18 and the 33 millimeter as my two primary lenses. And I use the I alternate between the 56 millimeter and the 90 millimeter for my telephoto uh, and and portrait work, depending on how much room I have to work with. Oh, the 56 is so beautiful. It is. I I love the first version of it. Uh, And and now that it's a little bit more snappier, it's, it is a work of art. That's wonderful. Do you like the zoom lenses too, or are you more of a, um, I, guy. I tried the so back in the day I was uh, a, a Canon guy and oh. I had the 24 to 70 yeah and when I transitioned to Fujifilm I stayed with the primes but then I tried the I think it's the uh, 16 to 55 which is yes yeah that's right didn't like it no I, I couldn't do it. it just it just wasn't the same. I also tried the 55 to 140, which is equivalent to the yes. uh, 70 to 200 or whatever it is. And I didn't like that either. It, it no. Just, no. Oh. I just I just bought that one about a month ago. So I'm just getting rolling with it. But I bought it for sports photography, and I am really liking it for that. You know what? Actually, funny you mentioned that. Uh, I did use the um the the 70 to uh, not the 70 to 200 the the 55 to 140 for uh, a project um i 
was uh i i needed a zoom because i i i couldn't get up and close i i photographed wolves uh in in a yeah. sanctuary and cool. it was so awesome and, and i needed a zoom and i borrowed my buddies uh the the 55 to 140 and that's the only time i actually ended up using it oh yeah that would be beautiful in that sense i could definitely see that it was so much fun but i i could definitely see it for for sports uh so w- when you're photographing sports it's the kids playing uh playing sports yeah it's soccer my kids are into soccer and awesome I- I was trying it with a few different lenses and I just couldn't get the right isolation of the subject. I just couldn't do it because, you know, in soccer, they're all packed together, especially yes. for the little kids soccer, which my kids are in. So they're not as spread out as the professional teams and each really covering their own zone. So I really wanted to emphasize the kids that I was more interested in showcasing in the picture and then have a little bit more drop off in the focus for the others. And this lens is allowing me to do it. It's definitely a huge learning curve, though, because I have not done much with sports at all. So I'm I'm a newbie in that sense, and it's going to take me a couple of seasons to get up to speed. But it's fun. It's fun learning something new. Absolutely. Uh, do other parents want you to take photos of their kids too? <laughs> I just did the team photo for my son's team right before I got nice. on with today. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. I actually I could relate because one year I I, I did uh, my my daughter's uh, dance class for the, for the same same thing. Um, I was photographing her uh, do a, a, a mini recital they did for the parents, and then they had uh, a group photo and then a photo with Santa Claus. This was uh, uh, obviously it was on a, a December uh, a few. Yeah. Many few years ago, it's many many years ago. My daughter's getting too old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you got pictures. You froze. Now I got pictures. Yes, and forever I, I shall uh, look at it and weep. <laughs> Good moments. That's Good how moment. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, how was the transition from switching to Nikon to Fujifilm? How how was the learning curve? It was really easy it was i know they're completely different systems but i think it was having that power of a mirrorless system that made any other small challenge just so worth it to overcome so being able to see that exposure right as i'm lining up the shot was so valuable to me and i just i think the technology with the the screen um I have expected it to be a little bit more rocky as you're as you're kind of landing the focus, but it was completely smooth and I was I was getting a lot more shots exposed exactly how I wanted them and just much more quick, much quicker as I'm trying to catch, you know, that tiny little moment that I know is approaching. And that's kind of the key thing for documentary photography is it's this moment that you're anticipating or it's a moment that you see happening and you've got an instant to capture it. And I think that's why this was so powerful for me because I could just turn a couple of dials and I had it exposed exactly how I wanted to, ensuring that I wasn't blowing highlights or um, missing shadows or anything like that. Yeah. And and so as you're 
going through and doing more and more photography, how how are you organizing everything? Like, I, I would imagine that, uh, <laughs> or, or rather, how, how? Let's start with this. Yeah. How, of, how often do you find yourself photographing? Oh, I shoot almost every day. Awesome. Yeah. So almost every day, there's something going on. Just small bits and pieces. I love. I just love the ordinary times of family life. So it's little weird things that happen around the house, like those little unique tells of a certain age of childhood. It's things like that. So I am way more a photographer that's drawn to humor or those candid little oddball things instead of beautiful light, although I still love beautiful light. So a lot of these a lot of these opportunities just happen in my home, wherever, you know, that moment is happening. So I'll take a few, I'll take a few frames at least every day and organization. You just had me chuckling at that one because I'm sitting here in front of my, let me see here, eight external hard drives. I have lined up on my desk. <laughs> nice. And that's the place where I could definitely grow. And, um, you know, evolve is my organizational skills when it comes to files. I'm trying to get better. Um, but how I organize things is by year with files beneath it for month. So I will have a file for January 2023 raw images. And then in a completely separate folder called finished files, I will have a file that matches it for January 2023 finished files. So that is the way that it makes the most sense in my head is that I drop everything from that month into that raw file folder. And then as I process, I'll export to the matching finished file folder. That's awesome. That's so the most important thing. Yeah, I think the most important thing that I'm trying to do so much more now is create photo books and create art for my walls and prints everywhere. So yes. all this organization is, it's awesome, but... Oh, I don't know. Everything that's electronic has a potential to fail, right? Even if there's backups everywhere. Yeah. And I just want it printed where my family can enjoy it. So I've been spending a lot more time on thinking through how to make these live on and how to really cull through and tell the story that's um, you know, the way that we the way that we remember it and then represent it in those photo books that we can have forever. So in the video that you produced with Fujifilm, you have a beautiful wall full of uh, awesome photographs, all various sizes. And I got to ask, how often do you change the the photos in your house as far as decoration goes? Um, I have a really, I always say that I'm going to swap them out and I don't, I just add more. There's always another wall that I can target. So they'll start lining up all the way down our hallways and in the kids' bedrooms. They're all over the kitchen. And there's always space for more of them. Um, I've got some ideas on how to kind of make it look like an Instagram feed, you know, with the smaller, the smaller sized images. So maybe like four by sixes and get those printed on. Have you seen those styrene prints where they're oh yeah, like plastic? Yeah. So you don't have to frame them. You don't have to lose that space of having the frame around it. 
And they'll just stick yeah. to the wall like with the three. Yeah, sticker. yeah. I got a friend who does it really well and it looks awesome in her house. And that's how I envision we're always kind of in the process of renovating around here. So <laughs> when our when our home is finally, finally finished, our main hallway is where I just want to completely wallpaper it in in a style like that. That's so awesome. And remember, you have a perfectly good ceiling too. all around yeah there's something so powerful about the large size prints so i think it's a balance for having your most favorite ones in those huge sizes you know like i think some people think oh eight by ten is big no that is definitely not big enough print it huge print it 24 by 36 put some giant ones on this on the wall to make an impact and then there's plenty of space for smaller ones too Go around it and compliment it. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I love having the juxtaposition between the the large prints uh, surrounded by smaller prints and at various different uh, heights and, and and kind of giving it a, a almost a mosaic look. Uh, yeah, it, it's is that what you've done? How do you display yours? I'm always open for ideas. You know what? Believe it or not, I I defer to my wife uh, on that one. She uh oh, okay. she has control of the walls. <laughs> so, oh, that's cool. So you yeah. create the prints, and she decides where they're going to go. Yes, and uh, it, it's it, it's all uh, up to her. Um, yeah, I, I I I'm not allowed to 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 touch it just because I I would, <laughs> I would probably put like uh, I, I definitely would have a lot of my landscape photos up there. Um, yeah. and, and cause I love panoramics and, uh, so yeah, she, she, she has control. I have control of one room and that's it. And that's like my, uh, my studio room. Um, yeah. and yeah. most of that, actually my studio room doesn't really have a whole lot of photos. I have more notes on the wall than anything else. Yeah. Um, it's your working space. Right. Um, where I usually display all my stuff is my uh various screens i i always have like a rotating backdrop to uh uh to to go through as i'm working yeah yeah i've got to say i've got that set up on our tvs from back when i was storing some things in the the google backup like the google drive and there's some of my older pictures um just from when my kids were all babies and some of them are even phone photos and anytime that a TV show has been paused for too long. You know how that switches over to the screensaver. It is their favorite thing ever to sit there and just watch those photos go by. Yes. And they want to sit there and watch that instead of putting back on the show. So I think that's a testament to how important family photos really are. It just helps everyone relive that. You know what? That's a great idea. To, uh, it, it, it never even dawned on me to do that to my Apple TV. Um, yeah, it's great. I'll have to I'll have to follow suit <laughs> because that would be <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You've been photog- you've been a photographer for a long time, right? Uh about 20 years now. Yeah. So think of how many images you've created. So we think about it at the time that we're shooting, but then after we've made the shot and edited it and then saved it somewhere somewhere safe it kind of goes out of our mind. We can't remember every single shot that we've done. So it's a really nice way that those pop up again. You're like, oh, oh yeah, I completely remember doing that, but haven't thought about it for so long. So 
it's it's a great way to display it. Just exactly how you're saying. There's only there's only so much wall space. As much as I hate to agree with that, it's true. And digital just allows us to have everything running right through there. Yes, and and Facebook will remind you all the time. Oh yeah, I know. <clears throat> Absolutely I'll- love that. Although it never recommends my photos. It's always recommending <laughs> my wife's photos. Hey, remember this? It's like, yeah. 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 And then I asked my wife, I'm like, do you see any of mine in the flashback? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Me and Facebook have an anta- antagonistic relationship. It's uh, it's equivalent to, I think, the mob. Uh, <laughs> because I'm a wedding photographer and I, I post a lot of my uh, my, my weddings up on my uh on my business page it, it always comes back to me it's like hey yeah that's a really interesting post it's a shame nobody might see it i mean there's well, you know <laughs> oh yeah all the here. algorithms right <laughs> yeah totally and it's always like try to shake me for money it's like no go away <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i haven't i haven't dabbled in that at all because i haven't pursue the business path but i have heard that that's definitely the case i think that's a situation where social media is great but sometimes a little bit hard to deal with right it's uh it's a definitely a love-hate relationship yeah <laughs> uh, so i mean now that you've been doing this for a, a, a little while and have a have a taste for it, how has the reception been from that that video with uh fujifilm do you mean for my new camera no 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 i i mean the 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 uh promotion uh of uh because a lot of people have seen that that video uh, oh yeah 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 i mean there's there's been a lot of people um coming to me just through the messaging of Instagram, Facebook, and asking about my experiences with Fuji. And I'm always happy to answer it. Um, People are always looking for recommendations. And I think that, you know, Fujifilm um, sometimes isn't the first to come to mind for people that are thinking about upgrading their systems. So when they hear someone talking so highly about it, um, there's a desire to know a little bit more or, you know, let me know more about why this is right for you because maybe it'll be right for me in the same regard. Yeah. And I I will talk about it forever because I just believe in the system so much. Uh, it's, it's mind blowing how they've created something that's so small and so compact. Um, not only the camera body, because I know some other manufacturers have done the same by making things smaller. It's the lens lineup. It's those yes. two things joining together. I just, the biggest thing about the way that I shoot is that I've got to have a camera near me at all times, because I don't know when something is going to, you know, strike my interest. Something is going to pop up that I really want to record. So I would like to have a camera with me in my hip bag, in my messenger bag, just whatever I have on me. And I don't yeah. want it to take up too much space. And not only, not only do you have the the smallness factor, but you're not you're not losing anything on the quality either. No, nothing, nothing. And I get the question, which you probably do so much about. Don't you care that it's a crop sensor? 
No, <laughs> no. I so from Nikon. I came from actually the D850. So that was that was full frame and very large file sizes. And I just will tell everybody that I print things actually bigger from my Fujifilm camera, and there is no compromise in image quality at all. So I don't know. I don't know what happened if you're making something as big as a billboard. I haven't gone quite that big, but I have gone full poster size and it's fantastic. It's yeah. it's just such a no-brainer for me. And I just wish that the whole world would listen and try it out because man, I don't I don't really see a draw to really any other brand because who can beat this? Nobody. It's a full frame has a great PR agent. That's all I got to say. It's, yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> like, is there a difference between full frame and crop? If you know what you're looking for, yes, there is, I would say, a, a technical difference. But as far as quality goes, that's mm-hmm. that's up to, you know, your own individual uh, perception, I would say. Like, the, the, is the bokeh different? Sure. Is, is it that noticeably different? Not really. Uh, unless you know what you're looking for yeah it's not that big a deal and and i've been shooting fujifilm for a while now and and i haven't had a complaint at all from any of my clients that that it's a crop sensor um so i totally hear you in in that regard it's it's a it's a moot point i think uh but that's what we crop sensor people say all the time we won't yeah. be able to convince anybody otherwise. Yeah. And I, I guess I haven't tried in, well, in many, many years, um, I haven't tried a crop sensor of a different brand. I did start a long, long time ago with a Sony Alpha camera. And I don't even remember which one this actually was. It was so long ago. Yeah, that and, was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it a long time. So I've not really compared this to another brand, but I just think it's kind of like the whole Fujifilm package and the way that they engineer other pieces of the system that just make these things happen. Like you were talking about before with the the image um, colors and the whole science behind that. It's so unique. And I get compliments all the time from people saying, I love your colors. And I say, well, thank you. But a lot of that compliment does go to Fujifilm. So it's it's noticeable. It's it's things that people comment on, people who don't actually shoot with Fujifilm. And yeah, I just think everybody should try it. It's so great. <laughs> At least give it a try. And if yeah. no one likes it after that, then, you know, that that's, again, personal preference. I totally get that everybody has their own uh feel for a camera yeah so uh, kind of going on that color science you mentioned that your your raw storage and everything do you mostly uh edit your raws or do you like using the film sims i edit my raws almost always i haven't really done too much with the film simulation at all i shoot in the standard um option for that and I edit um, almost entirely in Lightroom. 
And then I'll bring it over to Photoshop if there's something else that I want to do to it, if there's um, something I want to enhance or remove. But for the most part, it's just uh, working with with it in Lightroom and editing from there. Have you created your own set of presets or, or are you? Uh... No, that kind of breaks my brain a little bit. So I'm a creature of habit. I have found uh, one set of presets that I really love, um, Jessica Melke's. Uh, preset collection and I usually use one of her sets and then tweak from there nice I've never heard of her I'll, I'll have to check that out sounds I mean just judging from your photos I, I'm definitely yeah curious. Um, yeah she's got a collection called everyday magic and that's one of my favorites her authentic collection is really awesome too awesome and now that you've had uh, the you know a, a, a great taste for photography and you're clearly super talented i, I mean your compositions are spot on i i to, to my eyes this looks like you've been doing it for uh, i mean longer than i have uh <laughs> thank you, have you. <laughs> just this tremendous capacity to to capture these tender moments and, and, and again when I photograph candidly at weddings or parties or anything like that, that's one thing. When I'm home with the kids, they tend to scatter when I put bust up the camera. <laughs> they are uh -huh. not very friendly. I am super envious that you're able to 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 capture your kids. Look like they're having a blast, and yeah, and so. Uh, do you see yourself doing this more uh, uh, more professionally? Uh, do you see yourself branching out and, and doing family portraits or, or even something like a wedding or parties or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so my kids, first to go off what you were saying before, they're, they're oblivious to it because they grew up with this. So ever yeah. since they were babies, it's been around. So it really it just doesn't bother them. It's like they don't even see it, which makes documentary photography really nice in my house. <laughs> um, they just they just do what they're doing and they don't even notice it. And that's what I'm drawn to. So when I look back on pictures that I have, either ones that I took um, with a timer or ones that have been taken of um, our family by others, the posed ones are, they're okay. Like it's, it's fine to see a moment in time with everybody together and looking and smiling, but I just always go for the ones where something funny is happening or something that the picture triggers something in my memory that makes me feel something. And that's just what I love. Um, you know how it is. Like we've only got so many hours in the day between work and other obligations. So that's where I've chosen to focus my photography. And I think that's when I can really create the types of images that I want to. So yeah, I have taken, I've taken jobs when people have approached me and I can see that they value the same type of photography that I do. For example, someone that I've known for many years uh, has a, she's got a dog who is 15 years old and she started becoming worried that maybe he won't have too many more days left or they just really can't count on time anymore. Yeah. So after hearing her say this to me, 
I definitely have to say yes to that because that was somebody that just wanted to really record their life as it was right now with their people that they love and just doing their everyday things. And when I showed up to that, to their house, they were just wearing completely what they were wearing that day. Like they didn't even expect me to come over. So that's the kind of thing that I love. You know, it wasn't people dressing up in coordinated outfits and being very camera aware. They just wanted, they just wanted somebody to, from an outsider perspective, show what their everyday life looks like when they're feeding the dog or when they're snuggling on the couch and watching TV. And that was a dream shoot for me. It was, it was really wonderful. And I would say yes to everything like that. I just think it's, um, you know, finding the, the right kind of clients that are looking specifically for that, because if they're looking for, you know, their standard Christmas card picture of their family looking gorgeous in a field, I am probably not the woman that can provide that for them because that's just not what I do. Your photos of kids decorating a cake goes so much, says so much more than, than, than a simple standard portrait. I think. Oh, thanks. Like, See, I'll come to Paris then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I would love to fly you out from uh from the woods to mine to, to do just that. Uh, because I mean, just kids in the pool, kids at the park, um, even your portraits are, are very unconventional where, where you have everybody hiding behind the presence and, and, <laughs> and Halloween looks like a trip. Uh, <laughs> looks like a Halloween event. Maybe it was the middle of the summer. I don't know. But uh, uh, no, I think I think I know what you're talking about. We're about to do it again. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah. in, in this, uh, the the one that I'm looking at is uh, everybody dressed as a character from Inside Out. Yeah, this year we're dressing everybody as a character from Wreck It Ralph, Part One and Part Two. <laughs> oh, sweet. That is yeah. so awesome. How does your husband uh, handle all of this? The photography or the dressing up? <laughs> I mean, let's go with both. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he looks like he's, he's having like, a blast. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely he's definitely game for it because um, the kids love it so much. So we spend time during the year deciding what we want to be and kind of voting on that. And then brainstorming how to pull it all together. So I like to put, I like to, you know, put the costume together instead of just ordering, give me the inside out sadness character, you know, package costume from the internet. So just like finding those little bits and pieces to put together is really, really fun. So yeah, he goes along with it um, quite well. As for the pictures. Yeah. I think he's just used to this too, because it's always been part of me. And even before kids, we we traveled a lot. We spent about eight years just traveling all over the world before we had kids. And I always had my camera with me. And the pictures that I took then, I got to say, were were not good. Not good at all. And I, I look back on that. And I just wish I could go back to the places that I visited and kind of redo it all um, with the practice that I have now. But it was, I think it's just having those people that I loved in my life with 
the you know arrival of my children and building out this family is what really pushed me into photography. But that's been quite a number of years that I've been walking around with a camera in my hand and he's used to it and really likes seeing the pictures that that come back, you know, when we look at the years in review or even like 10 years ago and you can't even remember some of these things, but there's photo evidence of those, um, you know, those days that feel so far away at this time. Yeah. So kind of stepping away from the, the, the family portraits, one other aspect that I, I noticed in, in your photography is that you have a, a great eye for abstract photography and uh, what what looks like a, a lot of self-reflection photography when, when you do oh, your yeah. own self-portraits. Have yeah. you found that photography has been uh very therapeutic in uh in times of uh a lot a lot of stress or absolutely tell me more about the the self-portraits yeah so the self-portraits um have always felt like a mental workout to me where i'll get an idea that's kind of like way out there and i spend time thinking about how i can bring it to life and then i usually set aside I don't know, a couple of hours to find the right place, find the right lighting, and then start working towards that. And I think it's just a really fun exercise and doesn't have to be a self-portrait. It could be kind of any genre that people are interested in, but just having an idea of what you want to capture in your mind and then going out there and trying and trying and trying again and having that that beautiful option that sometimes you can go in a completely different angle from what you initially envisioned and find that you like it so much more than your your first thought on how it would be. Sometimes it totally goes that way. And that's exciting. And then other times it really does turn out pretty darn close to what you had in mind. And that's equally exciting, um, you know, that you can represent this thing that was just once an ambiguous thought in your brain. So the way that I see this playing out, I mean, it it can happen with street photography. I'm not a landscape photographer at all. I do love it. I love looking at people's, but it's nothing that I have a strength in, but I could easily see this for landscape photographers too, where you've got an idea and it's going out there and it's just having that perseverance to keep, um, to keep going at it, to, to the point where it expresses that emotion or that thought that you're trying to bring out of yourself and then into a image. Yeah. Not a landscape photographer. I'm looking at some of your stuff here and you can clearly <laughs> call yourself a landscape photographer if you want to. You are so kind. <laughs> and you're, uh, I mean, I don't know if this would count as wildlife, but like, so, uh, your your macro photography with butterflies uh, to you know just a squirrel and, and <laughs> the the other thing that I I really like is your macro work with uh uh detailed like like plant details because you're you're blurring most of the plant but you're photographing like a lot of the de- uh, some of the detail in, in the foreground and, and gives it a great abstract look it, it's you. It, you 
you have a tremendous eye. <laughs> and, oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And so, yeah, I mean, everybody should check out your work. It, it is an absolute treat. Um, yeah, it's. Do you? you know, I love that. I just love that about photography, where um, we, we can never really get too stuck, right? Because there's always going to be some type of photography that we haven't that we feel that we haven't fully explored yet, and that's yeah. another path where we can take. And I thought of this because I am a mother of young children right now with a bustling household of endless entertainment put on by my kids. But at some point they are going to grow into grumpy teenagers and they will move out of the house. And, you know, my photography will have to evolve during those times. And I just find some peace in that by thinking about there's all different, there's all different things in this world to photograph. So like what you were just saying about macro, I mean, you could throw yourself into macro and learn so much more about photography and have your voice represented in a different genre or street photography is so much fun during travel food photography i took a brief little two-hour class in that one that is so cool i never do it but it is so cool and it's nice <laughs> to know that that exists and that's something that could also be pursued if you ever feel like hey I'm getting bored where I'm at. And I want to try something different. Absolutely. Have your kids expressed any interest in photography? Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, they've got little cameras. They are Fujifilm cameras too. <laughs> and uh, my oldest, um, she is the one that I will hand my camera off to. So she's taking some pretty awesome pictures of my husband um, and myself when we're on vacation and I don't have, the greatest place to set it. Like I never bring a tripod, never bring a tripod with me. So I'm always looking around for where's a garbage can that's at the right height to get this picture. So yep. now she's old enough where she's like, Oh, I can take it. So I give it to her, make sure it's around her neck. So the thing can't fall, but she's good. She is good. She can use this camera on full manual settings and I help her with the exposure, but she can really set things up pretty well. So I think it'll be really fun as they get more and more into it to share this with them. That's super awesome. Have yeah. is there any kind of photography that ha that you have yet to try that you're looking forward to pursuing more? I know you mentioned you want to get better at sports photography. Uh is there any other th that you haven't tackled that 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 is on your uh to-do list? Well, I I would love to actually know how to do landscape photography. So you gave me the nice compliment before, but um, it's I know that I'm definitely not um, knowledgeable in that skill set. You're all. off to a great start. I'll just <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've seen things that people have done, and you know, there's just such beautiful images. And I was kind of realizing that this past March when I was in Turks and Caicos with my husband, just us two and no kids around. So that felt really, really different to me because I'm used to just looking for that way to tell the story yeah. of what's happened. And I kind of got there where I'm sitting on the beach and I told him this place is so beautiful and I have no idea how to photograph it. I have no idea how to represent it. So that when I print these images, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember being there. So it took me, oh, my gosh, it took me like four days of our vacation 
to get to the point where I felt like I was up and running and I was able to tell the story of that trip without too many people pictures. So, I mean, I did set up the camera and I took some um, with the intervalometer. So we were in them, but I, I took a lot of landscape types of pictures. Um, I used my drone there and I used my lens baby lenses. And that's what really um, the combination got me through and helped me to show where we were in a a way that was less snapshotty, which is what I think I was doing more in the beginning. Like, oh, this is a pretty view of the beach and this gorgeous colored ocean snap. Like it just looks snapshotty to me. So it felt really foreign to kind of like morph out of that feeling and into something that felt more like I was telling it with my own voice. And I think there's a lot more work that I could do on that front. And that's what I mean with I definitely don't know landscape yet, but I would love to be way better at it. So when I travel in the future, um, you know, it doesn't feel so different to me. That sounds awesome. Now you mentioned Lens Baby, uh, and I noticed that you're uh, a brand ambassador for them. I am. So how how much of uh, your photos are done with the with the Lens Baby? What what is it about that lens that makes you uh, that that draws you to it? Oh, Lens Baby is so great for putting a different spin on an ordinary scene or an ordinary place that feels kind of tiresome to photograph. So that can mean a lot of different things. I mean, there's places that we visit every single year. Like um, one was just the pumpkin patch. We go to the same one every year as a family. And after a little while, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to make this look any different than our trip from last (laughs) year. It just feels like really stale. And the use of a lens baby lens just um, helps me focus in more on the piece of the picture that I really want to draw out. So it, it could be a subject. It could just be like that feeling of, I don't know, of like time passing. It's got that kind of like dreamlike ability to yep. add to pictures. So especially, um, you know, like the change of the seasons or I use a lot in summer, like beachy kind of pictures that just feel like really nostalgic and Sometimes you look at the pictures and it's like, okay, I know this is set in modern day, but it also has that vibe of being, you know, 60 years ago as well. So it's, it's something that's, that's why I use it. It, I can still do documentary with it, but it's a little bit different um, spin on the overall image. And I think it really just works hand in hand with the core Fujifilm lenses. And I'll usually have, at least one lens baby in my backpack if I if I go out and plan to take a lot of pictures. And then I've got my Fuji film lenses too. And I don't know, there's like not not a huge rhyme or reason between how I um alternate with them, but I appreciate them both so much. Yeah. And I think my favorite lens baby photo that you have is it looks like your daughter uh with bubbles. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was for the launch of their new lens too. That was in our front yard, and she was just spinning around with them. And that lens is a really cool. It's called an aperture disc, and it's magnetically attached to the front of the lens, so you can see the bokeh in those bubbles. 
has a little bit of like a starburst, but yeah. you could also swap out that disc for a different shape and you can have a different shape for that. The boba oh, that interesting. Up. Yeah. It was really fun to play around with. I think, um, you know, lens baby is really great for when you just really want to be in the creative spirit and create something that you probably could never replicate ever again. And I've actually tried it with some of my pictures where, oh, I want to try doing something like that with my other child featured. There's no way I can ever do two of the same image with that lens. Never. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. So it's got that cool effect to it where everything is just really super unique. And it let it helps you let go of perfection because they're not going to be, they're not going to be, you know, quote unquote, technically um, perfect with these images. And that's like the beauty of it. So just having that blur and the drop off with the focus and everything just kind of swirling together. That's what Lens Baby is all about. And I love it for that reason. But then at the same time, there's, you know, instances where I don't want that. I want things to be tack sharp. I want to be able to really nail a shot in the moment and spend less time, um, I guess, experimenting with it. So there's a time and place for both of them. Absolutely. Uh, have you played around with the Instax prints? Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got those cameras all around the house, <laughs> and um, that's one. When you asked about my kids and photography, they really played with it even more than I have. So I had I had two of the cameras, um, and a couple. One of them was quite a few years old. I think it was like twelve years old, and it still works perfectly fine. So now they each have one and they like it most for bringing along on trips and they'll ask for the film for, you know, for Christmas or for stocking stuffers or any, anything along the year. And then they save it up for the trips and they create their own album with the prints that they create on there. And it's really fun to look back through them because the way that kids see things and decide, yeah, this is photo worthy. It's just really, really cool and yeah. different than how I see the world. So it's great fun to look through that. That is super awesome. And yeah. I, I have to say, I, I Instax is probably like like one of my most popular things for, for a wedding. Oh my uh, gosh, I can believe that. Yeah. I will... I, I I'm addicted to this, but try, getting the the look of the bride and groom's face. Uh, so I'll, I'll photograph the day. Uh, I'll photograph the getting ready, the the wedding part, and if they do portraits prior or after the wedding, you know, I'll I'll get that. And that time between capturing all that and before the reception starts mm -hmm. i'll just i'll just print out 10 10 photos I'll, I'll just use up a whole uh whole pack yeah and uh and i can print it directly from the cameras i have the the older uh the, the yeah. and i'll i'll print out various points of like the bride coming down the aisle the the, the first kiss the and some various moments in the in the portrait session and such and, oh, I, love and it. Yeah. I will put it on their table oh so when they do their first dance and they're sitting down 
and before the speeches start, they 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 get to reminisce immediately. Basically, oh, I love this so much. That's so that's awesome. I would hire you in a heartbeat. Just knowing that. that is so awesome. What a cool touch! It is the best feeling in the world because they're looking at it, the jaws drop, and then they look up at me, and I'm like, just just a little simple bow. <laughs> oh, and the way that it looks too on that Instax film is just so cool and iconic. And what the so the the funny part is, uh, I've had a couple times this year where they look at it. Jaws drop. Then they look at their parents. Did you do this? And mom's coming <laughs> over. I'm like, this? no, 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 no. You're not taking the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard of anybody ever doing that. So that's really awesome. And I can see how they would be just baffled because it's definitely not what they expect. It is. It's so so awesome. It makes my. I th- I think that alone is is. Uh, what keeps me going with wedding photography? Oh, that's wonderful. Well, that and the party and the food and the <laughs> and the cake. <laughs> and the, the cake. cake. Can't go wrong with the cake. <laughs> it's uh it's it, it's a load of fun. Um Marissa, it was so awesome chatting with you. I could probably keep going on and on. And it's such a joy to to look through your photos and, and to give uh, uh your slice of life to share with everybody it is such a treat and i absolutely cannot wait to see what you do next uh you are more than welcome to come back on the show oh wonderful i I would love to have you back especially around the holidays i think hearing your thoughts on you know suggesting what people can do to uh liven up their uh, their holidays, it would be. I have a lot awesome. of thoughts on that. Happy to share. Happy awesome. to share. I'm passionate in that area. Super awesome. Why don't you tell the world one more time where they can find you on the web? Sure. I am on Instagram. The handle's Marissa, M A R I S A dot K R A F T. So Marissa awesome. dot craft on Instagram. Super awesome. And uh, again, uh, I can't wait to chat with you again sometime. Have a great holiday, and uh, yeah, we'll keep taking awesome photos. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, X-Mark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice... That's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.